Before we start today's episode, I want to mention our sponsor, Swoosh English, the best way to pass your OET or IELTS exams. For 10% off any course, go to swooshenglish.com forward slash our voices discount or click the link in the episode description. I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices in the NHS, a stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In this series, we hear personal stories from NHS medical professionals. If you found meaning in these episodes, please share them with a friend so they can enjoy them as well. Let's delve into today's episode. This is probably the biggest risk that I feel that I've ever had to respond to, knowing that I may be infected. This is Rob, a paramedic from the southwest of England. He's now in his 20th year as a paramedic, and for the last 10, he's worked as a responder manager. He joined St John's Ambulance as a volunteer when he was just 13. The opportunity to spend the hours in the community doing some learning and helping out, providing first aid at shows and sports events, gave me a bit of a bug, really, not only for wanting to help people, but actually wanting to be part of a community. And it's not around the output, it's not around the bit that you actually deliver, it's the bit that it also makes you feel like as well, which is um, hugely rewarding. There's very few things in life that give you the return that helping somebody really does. Outside of work, Rob is a keen gardener and uses his outdoor space as a means to escape and reset. I love being outdoors and doing things, seeing things grow and develop. And in fact, this year I've put up a big polytunnel to expand that growing area. Really lucky to have some outdoor space. They're the things that distract me from my work. I suppose distract, but help give me time to to organise thoughts and get ready for the next time back in work. During the pandemic, Rob's work has become all-consuming. It's been a lot longer, the working hours, over this last year than I've ever experienced. The demand of uh, our service and our patients has been greater than I've ever seen. And I think what really stands out to me is, uh, ordinarily, you get that opportunity to escape for a week, to go on holiday, or even um, go out in the evenings or weekends. And of course, for many months over this last 12, we haven't been able to do that. So that's been really difficult, but really grateful for the support that I have at home and at work with my work colleagues, because we're all in this together. We are all feeling very similar in where we're at. I think uh, how we manage it is the difference between us as individuals and healthcare workers, but the experience is, is really the same. I asked Rob what keeps him going through the obvious hardships. There's a strong feeling of purpose and how you've supported not only the person, but but that community, the family uh, around that person and the difference that you've made. It's a feeling I don't, I find that really difficult to put into words. It's immensely rewarding and certainly gives you the motivation to get up and go and see the next patient as well, despite how hard the situation is sometimes. Working for the ambulance service can be a constant roller coaster of emotions. Even after 20 years, the emotions never get easier to suppress. We get that 999 emergency call, which straight away gives you a boost of adrenaline because you've got to get to that patient. It's not somebody that's necessarily being brought into me, although I imagine that's the same type of feeling. 
there's the feeling of driving on blue lights and getting through traffic and, and getting to the individual. So from as simple as being able to find a patient and then going in, not really knowing what you're walking into, really sets the it is the top of the roller coaster. From then on, emotions are, I find actually are probably the biggest thing for me to deal with. Every single patient touches my heart, and particularly when it's um you know really sad news where I've not been able to to help a patient who's in cardiac arrest and or somebody who you know is in my community who I've known for many years suffers something that's um like a stroke or even a, a cardiac arrest and um that's really difficult not to show those feelings actually but the bit that I come away with is that I did the best I could at that time and I feel that we've given the person the best possible chance of promoting their recovery or or, um, or their chance of life. At the beginning of the pandemic Rob was working on the front line and responding to emergencies as usual however he remembers the very first time the thought struck him that performing his job could put him in grave danger. Nearby a man was choking and struggling to breathe I was the nearest paramedic and so responded on my own. And the the feelings of going there were very strong and, and something that I that I can't forget. The nervousness of going to a patient in the pandemic with all the concerns around around personal health. That first patient, I suppose that was the first one that I went to where there was an airway problem and, and actually that was going through my mind is that this is probably the biggest risk that I feel that I've ever had to respond to knowing that for a simple cough or, or just through breathing that actually I may be infected. Rob rushed to the scene unwilling to let his fears affect his ability to do the job. Turned out the man was choking on a chicken bone of all things. And obviously walking into the room you see the family around that were in a state of of panic and concern because the person had been um, choking for a little while. I really was only a few moments away, so responded and, and got there really quickly. And actually a simple manoeuvre of providing some back blows helped to move and dislodge the chicken bone. As a paramedic, you go into that zone where you follow your processes. We know what to do with or how to manage certain conditions. There's a bit of a process to it. And so you fall into that way of operating. Within a few moments, the man was able to breathe again. Choking is one of the scariest things that I think as a paramedic I've ever seen and actually can be resolved really quickly. The person was so grateful and, and then you see this wave that goes through the family and the people surrounding of, of how relieved they feel that this person's now got air in their lungs and actually colour is improving. This is a really quick roller coaster from being really heightened anxiety and adrenaline that we we know we need to operate quickly and then suddenly you're, you're at the bottom of the roller coaster where actually why, why are we even here now we're not we're not needed anymore despite his fears walking into that situation rob was able to put them aside and save someone's life he's continued to do so throughout the pandemic there's a level of, of feeling that we have that um, we're fairly invincible. We're the people that help people. You know, we go out there and we're there in people's homes and see them at their most vulnerable and we can do something about it. But I don't think we've ever realised before how vulnerable we are as individuals. We do an awful lot of training to make sure we're, we have that situational awareness that we're not walking into something that's going to cause more harm to us or to other people and that you know that's the first thing that we do to any incident and patient that we go to but I don't think we ever acknowledge that there's this hidden danger in there and you know something as, as simple as a, as a virus 
that actually we could be exposed to and could change our, our lives so dramatically. There are so many, like Rob, who put themselves at risk every single day to help others. What would we do without these people and how can we repay them? I don't think we've ever realised the power of being part of the community and how valuable it is to help. The benefit of being part of communities, of volunteering, of helping people is so rewarding as an individual. There's sort of a double benefit. You're obviously helping somebody by volunteering or you know, responding in an emergency like we do as a paramedic. But actually what it gives you and what it does to you as an individual and how it can help your well-being is another thing I don't think we give enough credit to. My advice to anybody would be, be part of that community. It's clear listening to Rob just how fulfilling he finds doing such a vital job. As well as literally saving people's lives, he's able to work with a group of like-minded individuals and make a truly profound impact on the community in which he serves. There's also the fact that his job involves so much excitement and adrenaline. But what really seems to make this job valuable is the impact it has on his own well-being. There can't be any experience more life-affirming than the experiences of being of true value and service to others. This is something which comes through clearly in Rob's reflections. So important and so rewarding is Rob's work that despite the natural fears he's had regarding the pandemic, he's continued to show the bravery and commitment which has allowed him to continue saving lives. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to keep in touch with the show and be the first to find out what's coming up next, go to our website, www.ourvoicespodcast.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The links are in the show notes. And if you haven't already, give us a quick follow in your favorite podcast app. See you for another incredible story next week. I want to acknowledge our sponsor, Swoosh English, for making these podcasts possible. It's the best place to get training and support to pass your OET, IELTS, and PT exams. If you want to hear from doctors or nurses who've passed their exam with the help of Swoosh English, go and listen to episodes from Rima, Midun, Cynthia, Tara, and Hussein. For 10% off any course, visit swooshenglish.com forward slash Our Voices discount.